podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, how are you going? Yeah, so Bar Valley was a Bromley against Warren Wood in the National League. Uh, I like Bromley, but the game ended up finishing up 2 all. Warren uh, Wood took the lead. Uh, Bromley equalised pretty much straight away. And then Bromley took the lead. And this was one where this was like the Mega was on. This was coming in. I know Andy was on it for a lot of money as well. It messed a few yeah. of his bets up. And then Boreham would go and get an equaliser in the 88th minute through uh, um, Kenny Apoya. He, he was at Crystal Palace as a kid. He, he's actually played for Ghana at the African Cup of Nations. Who cares? Uh, who cares who he is? Who cares? Yeah, exactly, don't want yeah. to hear of him ever again. So let's hope Bromley don't get promoted and spend the rest of their lives living in the National League. <laughs> I think oh, contributing uh, I think contributing a near a near win, Davis, is vastly more impressive than, <laughs> uh, than uh, like contributing a negative four goals uh, to a value pick. But yeah, this was for a second you were this was the proper killer until everything else happened at the weekend. But um fuck. again, yeah, you know, a Guinean national team. Uh, superstar <laughs> took us down here. So unfortunate. Aye, late, late goal, very late goal. Um, so unlucky with that one. On to the outsiders, um, where we try and pick something the bookies have priced up as an underdog, uh, but we think has a really good shot of coming in. We've done very well at these the the last couple of years, and I had another good one this weekend. I took Crew to win away from home at Barrow at odds of three to one, saying, "Well, if they win twenty five percent of the time, then you're good." Um, pretty emphatic three one scoreline, a win for Crew, but they came from behind to get there, and you eventually got your early payout when they went three one up in the eighty fifth minute. So, very good result. Very happy with how Crew are playing right now. I think I'll just keep. I'll keep on this train for a little while longer. I could use a crew change for mine as opposed to uh, keeping the, the same boys that are on the train here. This was, uh, I had a draw between Ferrell and Real Oviedo here. Uh, probably of my losing picks, one of the uh, closer closer ones despite a 3-1 away loss. Um, this was... Because ah, uh, at, at least it was a draw at some point. Like, it was. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, it was also a draw at one each for a while. So up until about the seventieth minute, it was a it was a draw here, and um, there was tons of uh, extra time in this game because a fed old fan got injured during it. So like there was basically like a hundred and fourteen minutes, one hundred and fifteen minutes, and this game kind of went on because they'd had such a pause, and the only reason it was ended 3-1 and not 2-1 was that Ferrell put their entire team up to try and get an equaliser and they just had two guys one of which was Santi Carzola uh, running through on goal um, who's 39 and still playing with uh, <laughs> with uh, a Real Oviedo in here but um, yeah no draw in this one a bit, a bit of an odd one for Ferrell because I've now backed against I backed them to draw last week and they won and then I backed them to draw again this week so I backed them last week to win and they uh, drew and I backed them to draw this week and they lost so I will just maybe avoid them for a little while and find some more Spanish teams to back to draw which I'm on more positive news considering it's a tricksy considering Andy's alluded to quite a good geek Dave how did your outsider go? 
Yeah, I was back in League One and it was uh, Burton against Charlton. And I like Burton and then won the game 2 0. Uh, they were one it up at half time, doubled it quite quickly at the start of the second half. Uh, John Bryford, the 36 year old veteran, not quite Santi Corzola, but uh, he's getting there. Uh, but to be fair to him, this other game had quite comfortably, but they only had 28% uh, possession, but Charlton did nothing at all with the ball at all. They, they had a lot of possession. They didn't really cause Burton any problems. So quite a comfortable 2 0 win. Fantastic, Dave. Really good results. Uh, two of the outsiders in, as Gordon alluded to. I tend to back this as a Trixie, so you only need two out of the three uh, for a good profit. It was indeed a good profit at, at those odds with uh, crew being around three to one. And Dave, your pick being, if I remember correctly, 21 to 10, I think over the two to one mark for Burton. Yeah. So, yeah, so a, a really good result getting those two doubled together. So well done. The final matter of business of the week, as always, was the charity bet. Um, I was staying in England's League One and I'd backed Wigan at home to Reading. They won the game 1-0. They went ahead in the first half, saw the game out. Odds of 13 to 10. Lovely result. A brief uh, moment from out with the rain for me. Uh, this was a, a winner in the charity bet for me. Uh, this was Lecce versus Juventus and I was taking Juventus away from home. I've been tearing it up of recent uh, second in the league. Did it again, waited a bit later, won 3-0, all three goals coming in the second half. Uh, so a very good result for Juventus in here. Uh, and 7-10, to which led us on to Monday, Monday night. Uh, and Dave must have been hoping that one of us had let the charity bet down at this point so that he wouldn't have to sweat it out right before the new uh, the game week had kicked off. But he was... You know, he'd, he'd had a double chance on the go. And, and do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, the game was last night. It was uh, live on BT Sport or TNT Sport, as it's now called. But it was Brighton against Wall. And I like Wall on the double chance. I thought they were a good price at six to five. Uh, obviously, the game ended up nil nil. I knew it'd end up nil nil. I knew it'd be a draw. I didn't all text you lot about four times saying, cash out now, cash out now. Uh, but uh, I did, uh, one of my mates went to the game and uh, I texted him this morning and asked him for a match report. And uh, it said to me, it was, a, it was a pretty good game for a nil-nil. Um, Brighton ran out a bit of steam in the second half and, you know, Wolves missed some chances, to be fair. Neto kept getting in behind and if Cunha could score 10, 15 goals a season, that guy would be worth about 100 million. Because he's class with the ball. Yeah. There's like a, there was a bit in the first half where he just took the ball down on his thigh and like beat a couple of players. And you think he can do all that, but he just he's just got that little bit where he, he doesn't seem to be in the right position to score goals or he would waste that a few killer chances. instinct for, yeah. for, for goals, does he? I watched the second half of this game live and I thought Wolves were worth it. Thought they were worth their mm. point. Yeah, so overall, really, really, really good pick. Um, and actually looking at the bet receipt that I've got here, uh, they actually went off at five. I got that at five to four, so better than six to five. And I got Wigan at 11 to eight instead of 13 to 10. Um, Juventus stayed seven to 10. So great. All three charity picks in. The treble turned our 10 pounds into 90 pounds and 85 pence which has already been donated to the Thin Blue Paw Foundation. 
and that's a charity for serving and retired police dogs. So we'll post the screenshots on our Facebook group as per usual. Talking about that, come and join us on Facebook. Just search Trample Bet Podcast and uh, on Facebook and you'll find it. Join the group. Loads of people in there, about 300 odd, uh, talking about the bets they've got for this weekend. Not just in, in football or, or soccer, if you're listening to us from the States, but across all sorts of different sports. So you'll get some horse racing in there. You'll get some rugby in there. Maybe some cyclocross. Who knows, UFC pops up now and again, as does wrestling. Whatever tends to be on and people have a a good inside opinion on so join us on Facebook we're about to head to the ad break if you're listening to us as a regular podcast but you'll know now that the members of the Trample Bet Club on Patreon get this podcast as a video podcast and there is no ad break we do the middle section um, where we talk about bets that we like that didn't make the show or perhaps from different sports for this weekend when I say we uh, because all the leagues and all the sports that I tend to bet on aren't actually operational in these weeks between January and March you get very little from me in the middle until until March time uh, kicks off but you'll certainly get stuff from Dave and Gordo just head to tramplebet.com click the link to Patreon £6 a month it helps support the show and you get that video early release podcast as well as a cheat sheet so all the picks written down each week Um, and if we have another week like we did this week then it's well worth it okay doke we'll see you after these Short business. Welcome back, and now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, January twenty seventh, twenty twenty four. Same as always, banker picks, value picks, outsider picks, and then rounding up with our selections for a charity treble, £10 of our own money, and hopefully we can make it two in a row. We did two in a row in December. Let's do two in a row in January to end off the month. Okay, so, bankers. I am very close to home, staying in Scotland, Saturday, 3pm in League 2 for Spartans versus Clyde. Spartans are third placed in the table, 32 points from 18 games. And they host dead last 10th place Clyde, who have 13 points from 19 matches. Form-wise, Spartans are playing really well just now and they're getting good results. They've taken 12 points from the last five matches, scoring nine goals, but very importantly, conceding only two. Clyde, ninth in the form table. Remember, it's a 10-team league, so while they're 10th in the world table, they're not very good right now either. Um, They've taken five points from the last five games, scoring 10 but conceding 11 goals, so leaky at the back. Spartans haven't been overpowering at home this season. That is one thing to note. They've taken 15 points from 10 home games, but Clyde have been pretty poor as an away team, picking up just the five points from nine road games. The teams have met earlier in the season at Clyde's ground. Spartans ran out 2-1 winners as the away from home team. This is them now as the home team with the form the two sides are in. I think the Spartans should be winning this game pretty damn comfortably and you'll get just under one to two for it they're nine to twenty so spartans are my banker for the week nice okay um i will take you a bit closer to home great uk kickoff time of 12 bit closer to home than spartans and clyde depends yeah. where your home is right enough i guess but like well, i know where you live st mirren 
So it's that. Do you not think that for Spartans, do you think Paisley's oh. further away than Edinburgh? I've I, because we shared the picks before this show. I've already backed them all, so I don't need to be typing in the background. And I'm I'm looking at Dave's one, and I was like, okay, it's <laughs> close, but it's it's not as close as Spartan. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, Paisley's fucking dead close to Glasgow. Sorry, Gordon. My Hi. apologies. No problem. Yeah, we can edit that out if he wants. You know, or you know, we can ju- we can just leave it in. I think I think it's more fun to leave it in there. So, uh, yeah, I'm St. Mirren Rangers. I'll be taking Rangers away from home. This is the early kickoff. It breaks one cardinal sin, but it's not in England. This early kickoff, so hopefully that's not uh, as uh, as you know a killer as sometimes it is. Um, Rangers away from home at St. Mirren here. Um, <laughs> for those who of you who are not into the Scottish Premier League. You've got Celtic at the moment on 54 points, Rangers on 46, and the next best team are Hearts on 36 points. It's just the two of them duking it out here. Rangers have got two games in hand, so they need to keep winning them just now. Um, they lost to Celtic just around Christmas um, uh, in, in the old firm there. Um, Scottish football takes a small pause just after Christmas, like a, a, a break in that they play some friendlies in there as well, um, which is actually been quite good uh, for some of the teams to just get a bit of a rest on the back of this year with because with a a pretty packed schedule at the moment um Rangers have been able to put out like slightly lesser teams against uh, their their friendlies when they've been doing this. So what I'm getting to here is uh, I think Rangers are really good value um and uh, you'll get them at four to eleven to beat St Mirren here. Uh when they play against St Mirren in Paisley um they've got a relatively good record there. They've won the last four on the spin the fifth game ago, they drew one each. Um, they've won three nil, two nil, two nil. You know they're 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 doing pretty well uh, when they play. And Paisley, St. Mirren have been pretty decent this season. They've been all right, but not over the last five games. Uh, they, they they did win in the cup against the Queen of the South, uh, which they should be doing. Um, but they lost to Celtic three nil here. They lost to Kilmarnock and they lost to Hearts. Those are all kind of teams that are up beside them or above. Um, they beat Aberdeen in this stretch and a kind of. Freak 3-0 win away from home. Um, but I think Rangers will have more than enough to to, to put them away here uh, and do a similar result to Celtic, probably 2 or 3-0. Rangers also made quite an interesting signing, Andy. They signed uh, Mohamed Diamandi from New Zealand. So they signed, uh, he's basically yeah. a, a central midfielder for them as well. John's been talking about him for a wee while. Um, looks like he's signed one year left of his contract in I think they got him for about 5.3 million. Scottish clubs don't tend to pay that for players no. anymore. Uh, not since, you know, some of us got liquidated <laughs> for perhaps doing that in the past. Um, but the team, I think Rangers in this instance here um, will be keen to come out after the break here, get a positive result. Um, I just think it's like too good a price to be not taking them out here. I'd be expecting them to be lower. I had them They've had that match favourited on flash score as a possible banker for me this weekend. So, yeah, yeah totally agree. Dave, don't agree with me because then it'll lose. It'll see it's like a pick. We really, it's really badging. Um, but yeah, no, uh, banker for me. Dave, what you got? Uh, yeah, so I'm a lot closer to my home than I am to Scotland. <laughs> and, uh, it's League One, Saturday, three o'clock, and it's Blackpool against Charlton. And I like Blackpool, who are 7-10. Blackpool are 8th in the league. 
They've got 45 points from their 28 games and a goal difference of plus 13. Charlton are 16th. They've uh, got 30 points from 27 games with a goal difference of minus one. Blackpool are ninth in the form table. They're taking nine from five. Where Charlton are 23rd, they've only taken one from five. Now, the main reason why I love this as a banker is Blackpool have got the best home form in the league. Uh, they've taken 32 points from their 15 home games. And they've got a goal difference of plus 18, whereas Charlton have got the 18th worst away record in the league. Uh, they've only taken nine points from 13 away games with a goal difference of minus seven. Like I said about Blackpool's uh, home form, they're actually unbeaten at home in their last nine games. And Charlton haven't kept a clean sheet in 13 games. So we could easily see a goal for uh, Jordan Rhodes. He's got 15 goals from three assists so far this season. And actually, I couldn't believe he was only 33. Seems like he's been around longer than that. Forever. Yeah. yeah, at thirty three and banging in goals like that, he, he you know he could still make the sky side for the uh, Euros. I reckon he's he's one of these guys for us who like Jordan Rhodes is always like I he could make it, and then someone's just like slightly better than him. Like surely if you told better, me that surely he's better than Lyndon Dykes. Ah, uh, no, Lyndon Dykes holds the ball up well. Like that's that's one of the things. Rhodes is more of a Rhodes is more of a, a striker. But yeah, I agree. Uh, he, he he genuinely could. Same with a couple of other guys in there. But uh, yeah, thirty three is mental. If you told me he get caps under Craig Brown, I'd be like, yeah, I I I he's about the same age as Darren Jackson, isn't he? Yeah. I, I remember them playing together. <laughs> no, but Dave, I like the pick. I love the pick. Um, I'm surprised it's in your banker slot. I think you easily could have got away with putting a seven to ten shot in the value, but mm. it makes so much sense. Um, and and that's good because it means the banker treble. A win for Spartans, win for Blackpool, and a win for Rangers shakes out at two point three six to one. So way over the two to one mark, which is which is lovely for a treble that has a really good shot of coming in. I would say. On to the actual value picks then. So these these tend to be around even money um, or slightly nearer to even money than, than the bankers are. Uh, again, Saturday 3pm kickoff for me, England League 2, and I'm sticking with Crew, uh, who did the business for me as 3-1 to one outsiders at Battle last week. And I think they'll keep this good form up in a home match against Salford this weekend. And a win for Crew is 4-5. to five. Um, it should be noted, we're recording on Tuesday and both teams were scheduled to play tonight, but Crew's game against Morecambe has been cancelled um, while Salford have to play Bradford. So Crew are getting an extra bit of rest. So I think this actually probably adds to this pick rather than detracts from it. So at the time of recording on Tuesday, uh, Crew are fourth in, in the league, 50 points from 28 games, scored 53 times, conceded 41. Salford are 21st in this 2014 league 27 points from 27 matches scored 35 times but conceded 48 uh, form wise crew lead the league they lead the league's form table just now 13 points from the last 5 matches so that's 4 wins and a draw Salford they've just managed 4 points across their last 5 games crew solid at home 30 points from 14 home matches a really good home record and Salford in fairness they've been okay on the road they're certainly better on the road than they are in Salford 17 points taken from their 14 away games 
There are only five instances of this game on Flash Score. They date back to 2019. All the games have been won by the home team. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who's playing at home. Just wee interesting fact there. And interestingly, that team's always scored at least three goals. This this uh, this tends to be quite a high fixture, uh, a high goal scoring fixture with the home team winning. Not saying that'll be what happens this time, but the historical record of the home team usually winning certainly um, backs up a crew victory in this game. I like them here. They're in form right now. They should be confident of giving Salford a doing. The price is great at four to five. Eight back against Salford just now after what they did to our poor Coventry gents. Was it Coventry a couple of years, a couple of weeks ago, or who was it, Dave? That they were, they had that. Was it Crawley had the XG <laughs> yeah. five or something? Yeah, um, let's let's get sweet sweet vengeance. Yes, I would like to see that. And Crew will be the weapon of delivery. Sometimes I feel this podcast creates sentences that may never have been said before, <laughs> and that's that's in there. Um, let's talk about my value pick which is on Saturday all my picks are on Saturday this week it's at 12 and it's 12 o'clock uh, in the German I, I was going to say German second division but I couldn't remember it was the Dritter's third been, isn't it you've been, you've been absolutely your own head has just got fried there when you realised if noon was you say AM or PM and yeah, you had was, to avoid that was exactly and you, and was you like, just went uh, 12 o'clock uh, uh, and then you forgot everything everything you've never known just went out your head where's that clip of that boy being fuck it let's do it live <laughs> like the, the, um, but yeah so my pick is Osnabrück versus Paderborn here in the German second division uh, and I'll be taking Paderborn away from home at even money. Why will I be taking Paderborn at uh, away from home at even money? Well, because Osnabrück have played 18 games and have received nine points for doing so. Uh, they are, they are, they are as bad. Yeah, they're getting half a point a game. It's not great for staying in this league. Uh, they are the worst team in the league by eight points. You know, the next next team above them are um, Rostock, who are you know still within a shout of surviving. Uh, Osnabrück are not at the moment. Uh, they've had a terrible start to the season. Paderborn have been all right. Uh, they've taken 27 points from their 18 games. They're in sixth. For context, so Polly, who Andy backed last week, uh, are 36 points at the top of the league. So, again, not a million miles behind them, nine points away. Um, Paderborn have done traditionally quite well. First of all, this is, this is a bet against Osnabrück, obviously, because they are very shit. Um, but Paderborn have been have been pretty good in this fixture in the past. Um, if you look at all the times they've played in Osnabrück, you have to go back to 2005 for the last time that Osnabrück had won this game. Uh, this was played in the Regionale Nord, so they weren't even in the same division they were doing this year. Um, last two meetings between the teams are probably the most meaningful ones there, 2020 and 2018, were a 1-0 win for Paderborn and a 5-0 win for Paderborn in here. So they do well, quite well. There's been a good few Paderborn wins in between the 2005 game and then as well, and a good few draws too. So they haven't had a successful result at home playing against Paderborn since 2005. Um, Paderborn's away form all right in here. They took some cup losses uh, against Leverkusen. No shame in that. They lost 3-1 to Bundesliga topping Leverkusen in here. Uh, and then in, uh, to Heidenheim in a friendly. But they did beat Genk in another friendly that they played over uh, Christmas, which isn't too bad. Um, I just think they're going to have way too much uh, for Osnabrück here. 
and you'll get them at even money to beat them. It's really not that exciting a pick, to be honest, yeah, but you know, you're just back against someone who's who's shit. Back against <laughs> so, sauce. Yeah, no, yeah. hey, that's good. I like that as a strategy. Uh, Dave, still, which which sauce are you back against me? Who who are you involved with? Uh, again, I'm actually I'm very close to home, and uh, I'm in <laughs> League Two, same as Andy, and it's Warsaw versus Sutton, and uh, I'm going to take Warsaw at four to five. Uh, Warsaw at fifteenth, I've got twenty uh, thirty six points from twenty six games, and a goal difference of plus one. Sutton at bottom of the league at twenty fourth, they've only taken nineteen points from their twenty six games, and they have a goal difference of minus twenty four. Uh, Warsaw are fifth in the form table. They're taking nine from five. Sutton have taken five from their five games, but Sutton have got the worst away record in the league. They're only taking five points away from home this season, and uh, they've got a goal difference of minus 25 away from home as well. So uh, Warsaw have only lost once in their last um, eight home games. And look, so Sutton's bad away record. They've only won once in their last 13 away games. Uh, Warsaw have lost the top scorer, Freddie Draper. He got recalled by back by Lincoln. He was on loan. Uh, he got 10 this season. But they have brought in uh, Mo Farr on loan from West Brom. He, he was on loan at Doncaster for the first half of the season. He scored seven goals for Doncaster, so he knows where the net is in that league, so hopefully he'll be replacing Draper with the goals. You know, Sutton are also conceding 2.1 goals per match, so if you're conceding that many and you're not scoring, <laughs> chances are you're not going to win a lot of games, are you? So, yeah. yeah, I think Warsaw have been decent, to be fair. They've, uh, you know, they, were, they beat Grimsby away 6-1 the other way. They, they beat Wrexham at home. Uh, they lost to Stockport last time out at Stockport at top of the league, so I won't give them that. But yeah, they've been in good form, so I, I certainly expect them to turn over a poor Sutton side. Ideal. So that means the value treble, if you fancy taking all three. A win for Crew at home to Salford. A win for Paderborn away at Osnabrück. And a win for Walsall at home to Sutton United combines to 5.48 to 1. Let's see if I can actually pick a value pick where the game goes ahead this week. That'd be interesting. Be a, I don't know. Last week, I'd, a, I'd a happily take my value pick and get called <laughs> off anything during that. So, count your chicken. Uh, so count your value your treble, but it might turn into a double or worse if the UK weather is still as bad as it is just now. Okay, outsider time. Let's try and hit the three out of three, although two is always a very good result. This is where we try and find something the bookies have priced up as an underdog, but we think there's a really good chance of uh, something at a big price coming in. I'm in the UK again, Saturday at 3pm in the Scottish Championship for Wraith Rovers versus Inverness Caledonian Thistle. Now, while they're still second placed in the Championship, Wraith Rovers' incredible early run of form has really slowed down a bit. They've only taken five points from their last five league matches, which is very different when to when they were beating everyone by one goal in the beginning of the season. Um, this five points from five league games is exactly the same form record as seventh-placed Inverness, who have managed, obviously, the same five points from their last five matches. Uh, they've really tightened things up 
since the arrival of Duncan Ferguson as manager. And while they've only scored four goals across those five games, they've also only conceded five. So they've really tightened things up at the back. They make games hard for their opposition. Um, their la- Wraith's last home outing was a surprise 2-1 loss to Queen's Park. So you can see the wheels have started to fall off a wee bit. And their two home games before that were draws with our Broth and Air. And they're two teams that have really struggled this year. So I think the bubble is bursting a wee bit for Wraith. Inverness will go there. They'll try to make things difficult for them. The weather will also probably be pretty crap. I think that'll suit a physical Inverness side. It's going to be a tough and hard-fought game. Now, Inverness aren't exactly prolific, so I think there's a decent possibility of this game ending in a draw. Um, a nil-nil or a one-each draw. And it's priced at 11-4 to four for the draw. I like that so much better than backing an odds-on Wraith Rovers or trying to pick an outsider Inverness Caledonian Thistle wins so in the style of Gordon I'll be taking a draw this week um, and the game is Wraith Rovers versus Inverness Great love a draw on the outsiders I'm doing the exact same um, I, I mean and, and teams that are back for a draw probably one in every eight weeks you'll catch me backing this team and this is Alcorcon and I'll be taking this you game you love Alcorcon I do they fucking draw games all the time it's great uh, and they also don't score or really concede that much. Uh, they're basically Duncan Ferguson's Inverness if you move them to uh, sunnier times here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you've got Alcacon versus Zaragoza here. Um, Alcacon are just above the relegation zone in 18th place with 24 points. They will stop themselves being relegated by drawing games uh, at home and away. Uh, they have taken 24 points from 23 games. So they're just above the, uh, the old draw threshold per game. Zaragoza have been all right. They've taken 32 points from their 23 games um, and they're in 12th, so six places above. Um, their away form hasn't been fab, though. They've drawn the last three games away from home uh, with Eldense, who are right down the bottom, Amorbieta, who are right down the bottom, and Espanyol, who are somewhere near the middle. Um, they've drawn the last three away games and they've actually drawn four out of their last five games overall. Alcracon have drawn their last two games at home. Uh, these were against... Mirandish and Leganish. So Leganish are top of the league and will be getting promoted this season. Um, they had a surprise 1-0 again, win against Ibar, but the game before that was a cup game against Cartagena in there, where they drew 0-0 as well. Game looks like a draw. Rookies think it'll be a draw. It's 2-1. Just on threshold. In fact, some bookies not even 2-1. Get it, it's 7-4 at Ladbrokes, places like that. Um, yeah. Thoroughly unentertaining. Another receive no notifications uh, and just continue on with your weekend after it. Uh, yeah, Alcacon versus Zaragoza. This is my latest game of the day. This is uh, 3.15 uh, on Saturday and yeah, draw for me, 2-1. Dave, what you got? Uh, I've heard of Zaragoza as well. I remember Villa playing yes. Cup, so. <laughs> Real, Real Zaragoza, was that not was it not Naeem that absolutely hoofed the oh, ball? Yeah. It was almost going out of play and put it over David Seaman's head in the Cup Winners' Cup. Yeah, Naeem from the halfway line, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember it. Real Zaragoza. Mm. Right, Dave, sorry. We interjected yeah, there as I reminisce fun. about the past. <laughs> uh, so I'm in the Championship. Uh, again, it's Saturday, 3 o'clock. And it's Sunderland against Stoke. And I hate myself, but I'm going to back Stoke at 3-1. to one. Uh, <laughs> Nobody ever has any look back in Stoke, do they? But they do not. Just, but I mean, I, I'm I'm yeah. happy to see you turn it around. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, just a, just a, they're too big of a prize here. Uh, Stoke are nineteenth. They've got thirty-two points from twenty-eight. Uh, Sunderland are tenth. They've got forty points from their twenty-eight games. They're pretty even in the form table. Stoke have taken eight from their five. Uh, Sunderland have taken seven from their five. But Sunderland have lost their last three games, and they haven't actually scored a goal in their last two home games either. Whereas Stoke are unbeaten in their last four away games. And also, the, the last two times these teams have met, Stoke have won both games as well. Um, so Mick Beale is now the Sunderland manager. He took over on the 18th of December. His, his record is the last four, one, two, and drawn one. Uh, Stoke managed to get Stephen Schumacher away from Plymouth. Um, again, he came around about the same time. He started on the 19th of December. But they've won two games, drawn three, and, and lost two. Um, I just think Schumacher's a better coach, to be honest. He was great for Plymouth. He had a win rate of 52% while he was at Plymouth. So if you can sort of turn Stoke around and get them up to that kind of thing, he'll, he'll be doing a good job. They're brought some decent players this week as well. They brought in Luke Kundal on loan from Wolves, a midfielder. And Daniel Everson on loan from Leicester, a keeper. Sunderland desperately need a forward. Um, they've been playing like Joe Bellingham up front. Uh, Bradley Dax had a few games up front. Uh, they're playing a, a young kid up front at the minute. Um, I think he's Russian, maybe. Uh, Ukrainian, I think. He like him well on me for saying that. But uh, <laughs> I think he, he's, uh, he doesn't seem to be setting the world alight in the championship. But I, I just I can't get I can't get with Mick Bailey, but I just I don't know. He seemed to be when Gerard was manager of Rangers and Villa, people always seem to say oh, it was Mick Bale that was actually doing like all the work and and he, he started off right at QPR and then they went off. I mean, I don't know what he was like at Rangers. I, I don't know where he went down in Scotland. No, you two know better than me, but obviously he went there and he just didn't seem to have got Sunderland working at all at the minute so yeah quite happy for a Stoke win in Scotland it was a it was a it was a strange way of getting a job in Scotland Dave because he was actually reasonably popular when he was appointed because he was seen as the mastermind behind Stephen Gerrard's tenure so the fans were actually quite happy when he when he got given the job because they thought oh we've lost Gerrard but actually this was the guy that did most of the work Mm. Um. So no, it, great to hear your synopsis and interesting to see what shakes out. But you are right, backing Stoke is just dangerous, man. <laughs> and I wouldn't even say backing Stoke. It's just having a bet on a game that involves Stoke never <laughs> seems to go because you don't know what they're going to do. You back them to win, they lose. You back them to lose and they win. Like you back a draw, it ends up a six 0 win for someday. Like bloody Stoke. But hopefully that changes this week. Uh, so the Outsiders then, a draw between Wraith Rovers and Inverness Caledonian Thistle, a draw between Alcorcon and Real Zaragoza, and a win for Stoke away at Sunderland. Straight up a treble would be 44-1. to 1. So this is where the big prices come in. Um, I'll be taking it as a Trixie, so I only need two out of the three to come in for, for a bit of return. And we've been good at hitting these, so hopefully that continues, because they're all big prices. 11-4, to 3-1, 2-1. to 1. Yeah. Okay, the charity treble. We gave just over £90 to charity Well, as a result of last weekend's games. Let's see what we can do and if we can hit another one and make it back-to-back charity winners. 
for my charity pick, this means all my picks are 3 p.m. because they're all UK games. They're all 3 p.m. on Saturday. My charity pick is again in the Scottish Championship, this time for Greenock Morton against Arbroath. And the home win for Morton here is 8 to 11. So they're fifth placed in the league, but they host bottom of the league, 10th placed Arbroath. And Morton have been good recently. They've picked up a good amount of points um, in recent weeks, taking nine points from their last five games. Our both have only managed three points across their last five matches. Morton's last six home matches, um, if you were to look at flash score across all competitions, have yielded five wins and a decent 1-1 draw with Partick. So they're, they're completely unbeaten in their last six home matches, five of them being wins. Our both's last eight away games, six losses, just the one draw, just the one win. And their last away outing was being demolished 4-0 in the hands of that same Partick Thistle side that uh, Morton managed to draw with. The last time the side met was in December. Morton picked up a 2-1 win away at Arbroath's ground, Gayfield. So I really like Morton at home in this spot. I think 8-11 is more than a fair price here, in my opinion. So they are my charity bet for the week. A win for Green at Martin at home to our broth. Similar scene for me as my last week's charity pick, uh, although we moved down a division. So this is 1pm in Italy, the Sierra B, and I'll be taking Parma away from home to beat Medina. Parma 5-4 to do so at the moment. Parma, if we're doing, if we're doing 90s kind of uh, European Cup competitors, fit the bill quite well here for them. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we'll have... Um, Parma are taking 45 points from their 21 games versus Medena's 28 from 21. So they are a decent chunk ahead of them in the league here. They're also six points ahead on uh, of their second place competition, uh, Como, in here. So they'll be keen to keep stretching this just now. Um, Medena's run of form away from home. Sorry, Medena's run of form over the last five games has been really poor. Uh, they've taken two points from the last five games that they've played. Um one of them was a one-each against Spezia, who are actually bottom of the league, and the other one was a one-each draw with Citadella in there. In the in that five-game stretch, they've lost to Palermo, who are above them in the league. They've lost to Brescia, who are above them in the league, and lost to Cremonese, who are above them in the league. So they've really struggled to play the top teams this year. Uh, contrast that with Parma, who puffed Sampdoria 3-0 away from home last week. Um, they've beaten Brescia and they've beaten Ternana and they've had two draws with Casenza and uh, uh, Ascoli in there. I think Parma will have enough to beat Medina here and you'll get them at 5-4 to four to do so. Tremendous. Ham to, ham to go and beat wine. That's what you've done there. As <laughs> I have. I've uh, put those gents in. So yeah, Dave, how will you round out this week? Yeah, I was just trying to think of was it that Palmer side. I think, yeah, Buffon, Crespo. Yeah, Buffon was... Through. And he ended up returning to Parma as well. I don't think he yeah. retired at the start of this season, but yeah, they had a decent squad. Yeah, they did. They had a well good squad. In, when it used to be on Channel 4. Yeah. <laughs> <it's> <laughs> Italian Orleans. Yeah. It's always Parma. Uh, yeah, I'm going to finish this off. Uh, my game's Sunday at 11.45am. And uh, it's the Midlands derby between West Brom and Wolves in the FA Cup. And I'm going to take both teams to score at three to four. So the teams haven't met since uh, 2021, because obviously they've been in different divisions. Um, but in the last five out of six games, 
it's been both teams to score. So well, it's not one of them. It's not going to be one of them cagey league games where oh, one one team doesn't want to win it. Both teams want to win this game. Both sets of fans hate each other. <laughs> both sets of, both sets of fans will not take their team not turning up and trying to win this game. They're both going to put their best sides out. I think it'll be a bit of a you know it's going to be a ding dong derby back and forth and. I wouldn't be surprised if it, you, by half time we've seen both teams to score. Um, nice. Not much sharp on it. it. Just loves Wills, doesn't he? He just, he oh, just yeah, loves, yeah. loves Wills. <laughs> loves him. That's all good. So the charity treble this weekend, which, Gordon, the onus is on you. £10 of I will be. money goes on the charity treble this week. A win for Greenock Morton at home to Arbroath. A win for Parma away at Modena. And both teams to score in the match between West Brom and Wolverhampton Wonders. The treble on bet three six five right now shakes out at five point six nine to one, so around sixty seven quid returns for charity next week. Should it come in, which we obviously hope it does. That's been the show for this week. Um, if you fancy joining us on Patreon, you can get all the podcast picks written down in a handy cheat sheet format so you don't have to be taking notes or uh, trying to remember which one or, or, or several of the 12 picks that we've given you like for your weekend bets. You can just pull it up on the Patreon app, handy JPEG format, and take it from there. Go to tramplebet.com uh, and you'll find the link. Also join us on Facebook, free to join Facebook uh, search for Trample Bet Podcast and come and get involved in the conversation. Gentlemen, anything to say before we wrap up this week's edition of this fine podcast? Yeah, if anyone who's got, uh, if you've got access to um, BBC WM radio on your wirelesses, they're, uh, they're live at Rushall tonight, <laughs> covering the Rushall game. So I'll be I'll going down in a bit and uh, they're doing their phone in from there and then covering the game. So if anybody wants to listen to Rushall versus Hereford, Get yourself on BBC WM. Right, Dave, you can't mention that on a gambling podcast and not give us a prediction for the match. Oh, it's going to be a tough game, to be fair, but the, 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 uh, Hereford are a decent side. They've got some good ex-league players as well, so um, I'd take a draw. I'd be happy with the point. The weather's awful as well, so... I think no, it's it's not, he's not naming any players in case they get transferred to other teams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they've got... The, to be fair to Her- Hereford have got Adam Rooney I think he played in Scotland didn't he, for yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah Aberdeen yeah Aberdeen yeah he's a done yeah no I'll definitely be on because um, Rush will play on like a 5G pitch alright okay. So, oh, okay. so so the games can go ahead so they don't get stuck with a lot of games ending up so yeah I'll definitely be on fantastic well enjoy yourself and good luck to Rush all this evening and good luck to all our listings, listeners for the uh, their bets for the weekend ahead. That's it. That's us done. We'll see you next week. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.